And that's blocked by Turner. And welcome, everybody, to episode five of the Pacing Forward podcast. Um, again, this is a Monday episode because we had a couple other things to do over the weekend, um, uh, some prior entanglements. Also, with March Madness, with March Madness uh, taking up a lot of the viewership, I uh, thought it would be better to maybe release this on a day where basque- where uh, college basketball is less prevalent. So we're recording this on Sunday. You're gonna be hearing this by Monday afternoon, hopefully if I get it uploaded. By, uh, if I get it uploaded by then, but that's neither here nor there. This is gonna be a pretty short episode because not a lot happened in Pacers basketball. But uh, without further ado, let's just get to it. The quicker we finish, the better. Um, my name is Cami, the house that Cami built on Twitter. Uh, you already know this by now if you're a uh, if you are a veteran listener. If you are new, again, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, you stick around. But I am Cami, the house that Cami built on Twitter, and my co-host. It is Dom. What's up, everybody? Yep, yep. And um, so talking about the talking about what happened this uh, week. I mean, not much happened in terms of. Not much happened. Not much happened in terms of uh, the Pacers and uh, you know. Uh, Really, the NBA in general. Nobody's really focusing on the NBA. Um, we're all, all really talking about uh, March Madness, college basketball. Who's gonna, you know, who's gonna take it all the way? Um, my, my pick is Arizona. Um, <clears throat> but um, was it was that? You're Gonzaga. So my pick is Gonzaga. You're Gonzaga. All right, all right. Yeah, I go Gonzaga every year. Okay, okay. But um. Uh, regardless of that, um, Indiana has had themselves a, a pretty interesting week. Quietly, I mean, uh, not a lot of people have been paying attention. Pretty to interesting it. tracking in a in a backwards way. In a what way? I said I said pretty interesting going kind of both ways. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some good games, some bad games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good performances, some bad. But uh, let's talk about them. So the first game Indiana had this week was March 15th, which was um, on Tuesday, just past Tuesday. It was against the Memphis Grizzlies, and this one was ugly. We lost by – how much did we lose by? Around 30? Yeah, about 30 points that we lost by this game. Huh, okay, wow. And uh, it's a, pretty, a really uneventful game. Yeah, it's a pretty un- inexcusable loss because, I mean, we did this – because uh, we did this because uh, we did this with uh John Morant out for Memphis and um uh, John Morant yeah. wasn't playing their best player MVP candidate and that was basically a free win handed to us and we lost. I'm not mad we lost, but then again, I want close losses. I don't want 30 point losses to a team without their best player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh we we've really been looking for Tyrese uh, all week um, because he he's kind of been in a slump, but he uh, he figured out this game, uh, or he figured he figured it out today against the the Trailblazers, but against the uh, the Grizzlies, he or, just really yeah. didn't seem like he was like all the way there. Yeah, it wasn't his best game, 
In fact, I would say it's it was his worst game since he got traded. Hell, maybe one of his worst games in the NBA so far. He had four points, two of ten from from the field, yeah. uh, 0 of three from three, eight assists. Eight assists is pretty nice, but um, when you got Tyus Jones on you and not John Morant, you should be expected to do a little bit better. And again, I'm not mad that Tyrese is having these slumps, but like, um, only four points. Only four points on two of ten shooting with no free throws. That's kind of concerning. Yeah, and you know, like we know you, he'll he'll figure it out and he'll get out of the slump. But at the same time, you know, you're like the leader of this team. You just gotta take control. You gotta take whatever shots you want. And uh, if they go in, they go in. If they go out, they go out. And uh, we, that's something we've been pushing for all year. Uh, just aggressiveness by uh, Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy needs to. The guy uh, definitely needs to be more aggressive. Again, we we've said if you have uh, if you have like uh, a spot to drive to the basket with or no defender, you have a bad defender on you. Go drive to the basket. Go shoot the ball. Don't be so passive. You know. Yeah. And uh, we look at. Uh, and then. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we look at uh, who else. Uh, did good in that game. Terry Taylor was pretty nice. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 7 of 8 from the field. Been solid as usual. Isaiah Jackson, not that great. I mean, he had two blocks, six fouls fouled out within 21 minutes. O'Shea, again, continuing the slump he's had. 3 of 12 from the field. Buddy Heald, 6 of 13. Okay, Malcolm Brogdon, pretty bad. But Jalen Smith, man. Jalen Smith has been on, what, has been on one for his entirety of... His entire Pacers career. I mean, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 of 12 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. This guy's been... I dare to say that he has been one of the most consistent players we've seen in the past few... In the past year... In the past years. Past few years. He's definitely been our most uh, consistent uh, trade asset. You know, uh, since since the, uh, the the trade for... Uh, what did they, they traded for Ooh, who they who did the Suns trade for? The Suns uh Tory Craig. Tory, Tory Craig. Craig. Yeah, Tory Craig. Yeah. So since the Tory Craig trade, uh, he's been one of our more consistent players and and obviously that's that comes with having a uh, a player like uh Halliburton playmaking and and Halliburton's playmaking is never going to go anywhere. He's one of the more consistent playmakers in this league. But uh but Jalen Smith has just been like everything that you could ask for these past few games. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, Jalen Smith, ever since we've traded for him, he's been everything we wanted and then some. And, I mean, ho- I mean, this is doing – this isn't – this is just uh, increasing his stock around the league. I mean, some team is going to want to take a flyer for him, and hopefully he finds it in his heart to um, uh, return to the team that gave him a chance. I mean – it is really stupid that we can't yeah. sign him back because he is unrestricted because another team declined his team option. But hopefully, hopefully that doesn't matter. We can get him back. I, I'm not too sure of that, but I'm hoping so. All right. That's and what we're for. Uh, yeah, 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 really. And you know, it's not super possible, but if we, if we had him back, it would be really good. Yeah, we'd love him back. We'd 100%. We'd love him back. And I mean, uh, continuing on after the uh, after the Grizzlies game, we had a the Rockets game that was on Friday. Uh, we won that by three. 
Tyrese Halliburton, again, pretty bad game. 4-9 from the field, 1-6 from 3. 7 assists, 10 points only. Again, uh, continuing the slump he's been in. Brogdon. Brogdon was huge. 11 of 19, 2 of 6 from 3. Uh, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, uh, 25 points. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, 4 of 13. Again, shooting terribly from the field. Buddy Heald, 4 of 20. I didn't think it could get any worse, but damn. Um, but then we look at uh, we look at the final starter that we have to take a look at. And uh, what do we have here, huh? Uh, Goga Batazde. Yeah, twenty three points against the Rockets, nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, he's been, you know, we, we usually give Goga his. Uh, we 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 don't usually give Goga his props, but uh, he's been uh, a pleasant surprise these last few uh, these last few games. Yeah, Goga has been fantastic. Goga now has been more like what we thought he was gonna be when we drafted him, or even in his second year. Because I think maybe now Goga realizes that if he doesn't step it up, his time. In the on the Pacers and maybe in the NBA is limited. Yeah, because I mean we have we have big men that can can easily replace him. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, if, he, if he doesn't find if he doesn't find that offense, I mean he just like like he's already gotten DMPs this year, so it, it won't be hard to face him out of the lineup. But he's slowly starting to prove that he can be a solidified starter. Not, I wouldn't say solidified starter, but no. he can be a solidified like solid backup. Yeah, game. exactly. And I mean, we don't need to. We don't need him to be something crazy. We just need him to be a solid backup, third string center that can maybe start because of injuries. Maybe start uh, uh, from uh, after yeah. injuries plague the starters. You know, it's very possible that he can be that. And I've always said this: he has the potential to be that. Gogo Batadze, you know, past few games, he's been shooting like he's been averaging 17 and 8 on like 75% from the field. So this is more of the Goga that we wanted coming into the season. We thought he was going to take that leap, and maybe he is now. We'll see. Yeah. Really present surprise from Goga. Uh, anything else we can decide, dissect from the uh, Dwayne Washington Jr.? Washington had 13 points, 5 of 13, 2 of 5 from 3. He was pretty nice. He's been pretty... He's been nice uh, overall, really. He's got the uh, he's got the mindset that we want Tyrese to have. Yeah, like, really. Know, he's coming off the bench. Uh, he knows that he's one of the better scorers off the bench. So just take whatever shot you can like find. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's not like if you miss it, it's not the end of the world. We're not trying to win games here. Yeah. So like this is a development so, uh, year for the for the like young Dwayne, guys. Dwayne's been a very very nice uh, nice surprise nice addition to this uh to this team so far yeah absolutely just adding on to the success of the 2021 draft which has looked has looked dynamite so far and i mean yeah. talking about 2019 yeah, uh we just skip to uh skip oh, go ahead. yeah i mean talking about the 2019 draft uh talk about chris duarte for a second um duarte has been pretty i, w- I don't want to say concerning but um Pretty all over the place because he's been out for uh, he's been out for a couple games. He's still he's still doing pretty good when he was in. He only had five points against the Grizzlies, but he's been pretty good when he is playing. But um, it's definitely something to worry about because we need that man to stay on the court. Yeah, him and uh, Isaiah Jackson. Their biggest concern is just like how long can they stay on the court for you. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, I love Duarte, I love Jackson. I so think those happy. were those were two great picks in the twenty twenty one draft. But they need to stay on the court. They need to play. 
They need they need to play if they're gonna prove they're uh, they were worthy of getting picked. And I mean, they've been doing great when they have played, but we need we need uh, we need durability out of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, continuing on to who who else were we talking about? Um, uh, yeah, let, let's get to let's get to the game that just finished, like couple like an hour ago. I'll say. So so uh, we we uh, started filming this podcast a little later because we were waiting for our three thirty uh, tea time with the uh, with the Trailblazers to finish. Yes, yes, and, uh, yes. We just beat them by thirty points again, showing uh, you know Pacers. You know, one of the things that the Pacers have been really good at is scoring the ball. Uh, yeah. Since the uh, Tyrese Halliburton trade and and you know we we kind of thought that it was fake after we we watched the Grizzlies game. We thought that. Maybe that offense that we were seeing wasn't really all of that. Uh, but the, this game against uh, not a great defensive team in the Trailblazers, obviously, but being able to score 123 points in regulation is always insane. Yeah, 123 points, hold them to under 100. I mean, yeah. But uh, talking about uh, the stars of that game, um, finally, he rises from the dead. O'Shea Brissett. Finally has a great game with 24 points, 8 of 10 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, uh, 9 rebounds. And I, this looks more like the O'Shea Brissett we saw last year at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Not they, even like, I mean, one of, one of those things that he's been trying to do is he's been trying to start chuck up a lot of threes when that really isn't his offense. Like he's more of like a, you know, give me the ball, let me... Let me find my shot, and, and I mean, today he he found his shot more often than not. Yeah, he did. He was he was eating tonight, today. I mean, but um, uh, I mean, I think you said about O'Shea that uh, he can have these bad games, he can have these off nights as long as he knows how good he can be on offense. Yeah, like we don't really like we don't really care. Like, like we we care about how like good or bad we play but if you show us that you can be or you you show us multiple times like the thing with Jalen Smith he's shown us over and over again that he can be a good scorer and 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 we expect him to score well every game Tyrese Halliburton he's shown us that he can be a good scorer so O'Shea having that long stretch of not being a good scorer it's like you know we know that you're better than than how you're playing right now you just have to prove it yeah exactly and I mean I mean that bad stretch for O'Shea doesn't didn't worry me too much because like I know he's gonna get out of it. He's a pretty consistent player. I mean he was pretty inconsistent earlier because of the DNPs, but that was to be expected. Whenever he played, he was lights out. But um, I'm not too worried about what O'Shea about O'Shea's slump. It looks like this might be the start of him getting out of the slump. We'll see. But um, we're doing pretty good. We're doing okay. I mean he's he he did he showed up. He showed up today. But continuing on. Who uh, else we got? We got uh, our quote-unquote new addition uh, from the Mad Ants, Justin Anderson, who uh, who uh, did pretty good. He had uh, twenty. He had eighteen points, uh, six to ten from the field, three to six from three, six rebounds, four assists, and he gave us uh, uh, probably the meme of the year with uh, that picture that you showed me. I <laughs> got the uh, the picture of. Uh... Of him and uh, O'Shea Brissett after the, the dunk. Yeah, after the dunk, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, the picture's on the screen right now. But um, Justin Anderson... Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great week for Pacer basketball. It really has. I mean, it's been up and down, but uh, 
Justin Anderson's been pretty been uh pretty good. Uh, 18, 18 I, again, I don't know how long. I don't know how long he's gonna be on this team for because he is, uh, after all, he is twenty eight years old. So I mean, he could stay in the, stay on the team for a while. He's not too old, but um, he doesn't really fit in with what we have going. I mean, neither does Buddy Heal, to be fair. But um, again, this off season, we're gonna see. There, I, I don't. I expect a lot of these guys to be uh, flipped this off season. Um, yeah. But talking talking about um, going back to O'Shea for a second, um, I think you said. Um, he can easily be a starter, him or uh, Jalen Smith, if they just uh, show more consistency. And I believe you brought up Justin Holiday as an example, former Pacer. Oh yeah, Justin Holiday. Uh, the thing with Justin Holiday was, uh, like Justin Holiday, you know that every night he's going to bring you decent defense, above par defense actually, and spot you know, up shooting. Give you, he's going to stretch the floor. You know he's yeah. You know he's gonna stretch the floor even if he's not hitting them. He's still a three point threat. Like, yes. Every single night, and you know that he he might give you fifteen. He might give you twenty uh, every game. So like, if O'Shea just keeps that mindset of you know I'm gonna be a threat on the floor. I'm gonna you know you're gonna have to guard me on the three point line. You're gonna have to space the floor for me. Uh, if you just keep thinking that and you just get into that habit of being a solid floor stretcher, then I mean sky's the limit for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, absolutely. I mean, uh, we talk about uh, shout out to Justin in uh, Sacramento. I believe they're actually they're actually playing now, aren't they? Justin and his brother. Yeah, Justin and his brother, a uh, his brother Aaron. They're uh, they're playing right now. Yeah, against against uh, Phoenix against Sacramento. Shout out Justin. Shout out to Bonus. I mean, Justin and I have history, as you know. Um, he's not the biggest fan of me. Um. I'm sure he won't Interesting be t- history to say. The yeah, least. yeah. I mean, he defended his brother. I, I'm not mad at him. Um, I disagreed with uh, uh, something he said, but um, you know, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, shout out to shout out to Justin. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to shout out to Aaron in uh, in Phoenix. He's been uh, looks like he's been balling out over there. If you if you've noticed, he's been solid. I won't speak on on uh, anything he's been doing though. Uh yeah yeah I mean he's been he's been pretty good go go get that ring Aaron you know uh, fin- uh complete the uh complete the holiday complete the holiday uh uh what is it the holiday uh the holiday brothers Trilogy. getting rings yeah 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 you know Drew got one Justin got one with the Warriors and now Aaron might get one but uh continuing on with that game with the game that just happened Goga Batadze again six to ten from the field. 12 points and uh, two rebounds, three assists. He's been pretty good going forward. Buddy healed, pretty inconsistent. Tyrese, again, not the greatest game. Four of eight from the field, two of four from three, 10 points. Again, seven assists. I mean, if this guy isn't going to get you points, this guy isn't going to pile on the points. He's going to distribute the ball. Yeah. He's not one of those players where, like, if he's, you know, <laughs> I will use O'Shea as an example. You know, if O'Shea's having a bad scoring night, I uh, you can expect that, you know, he's not going to be in tune everywhere else as well. But Tyrese, I mean, if he's having a bad scoring night, you know he's still going to be a solid playmaker. Yeah, he's going to pass the ball. He's going to make plays. That's what he is. He's a playmaker. I do wish he was more aggressive, but it's whatever with that. He is He is a playmaker. But uh, going forward, I mean, I want to really quickly assess the future of some of these guys on the team. Where... uh. Let me bring up. Let me let me bring up the full Indiana Pacers roster one second, because there are some interesting cases with what these guys, what the future holds for them. Where, 
of course, um, uh, let, let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Um, Dwayne, of course, he might stay because obviously Dwayne is, uh, uh, Dwayne is pretty young and, uh, he's, sure he's shown good, he's shown good flashes. Um, oh yeah, yeah. One more I think, thing. I think Dwayne and. One more thing. We forgot to mention this. Um, TJ Warren has officially been ruled out for the season. Oh yeah, completely forgot about that. Um, disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah, really. I'm not. I uh, mean, the guy's been out. The guy's been out since uh, since January of last year, I think. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. So he's. I, I remember seeing. I remember seeing a tweet that said uh, uh, T.J. Warren uh, got injured and uh, hasn't played. Or sorry, it was it was Tom Brady. Uh, Won a Super Bowl, retired and unretired, all in the time that TJ Warren has still been injured. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, the guy's been out since January of 2021, maybe even December of 2021, with a stress fracture in his foot. And I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I think it was more than that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no and, like, uh, like if he, somebody if if what? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, was gonna say if, if some team wants to trade us a second for him, then I mean, you know, he's here, he's available. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like what you said earlier. We have to entice them. We have to like dangle T.J. Warren over them. The idea of T.J. Warren. Yeah, like he can still be. Maybe he can still be this fifteen point per game score who's going to give you shooting every night. Yeah, yeah. But at the at, at the same time, I think it's uh I think it's becoming more and more likely that we're going to sign him to a one-year contract, like a prove it contract on like a, a small a lesser money than he than he was uh, uh, initially expected to take. We sign him to that contract and then uh, we see what happens this coming this uh, the next season. What do you think about that? I think I think that's the only move that we can make, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, because the guy is if not. If no team wants him, if. Yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, if no but, team wants, if no team wants him, and if uh, if his value is that low, then uh, we might as well just because he's gonna be a free agent. We might as well sign him to a prove it deal and see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And if he's, I mean, if he's good, you know, we get another trade asset or you know another player. Uh, if he's bad, we, uh, you know, we just uh, we don't we let him walk. And so yeah, if he, if he's bad, it is what it is. All right, all right. So continuing on with the guys. Um, again, this isn't a very eventful episode, so um, we're trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. I am not going to talk about Miles Turner for reasons. Um, <laughs> I I think I think we both know <laughs> what reasons they are. Uh, if, you, if you want to know the reasons, uh, Miles Turner does have Twitter, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has Twitter. He follows me on there, and I'm not going to say anything else. No, you shouldn't. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to cause controversy, you know? All right, all right, all right. Let, let's... let's, uh, let, let's uh, I, think, I think it's uh, about time that we answer some questions. Isn't that right? Yeah, this early. Uh, we don't usually do it this early, but we don't have that much to talk about, so let's do it. Kind of been milking uh, everything else, but I think it's pretty much question time. Yeah, exactly. First let's just get to it. Comes from our uh, from our former guest Brian. 
Shout out, um, Brian. Follow him on uh, Twitter, at BullsEra22. He asks, uh, do you think Carlisle will get fired this offseason, or do you think the Pacers will try to contend for a playing spot? Okay. All right. You can answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me get started. Let me get started. Let me get started. Okay. So with Rick Carlisle on, uh, uh, being the coach of the Pacers, I think it's pretty obvious that when we signed him as a coach, um, it wasn't going to be because we wanted to re- – we didn't have this in mind when we signed Carlisle. I think we, we thought that we were going to uh, try to get healthy and contend for a, pl- for a good playoff position. We didn't think that we would be rebuilding and we would trade our, our best player. And now we're a much younger team. So I think it's very possible no, he this could... This is what we needed to do. Was that? I said, even, even though this was the right thing to do, it was to rebuild because that team wasn't giving us any Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is without question. It was definitely the right thing to rebuild. But again, it was unexpected. Because, I mean, you know that not even we thought we would rebuild. Yeah, we didn't think we'd have it in us to, to actually pull the trigger. And yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Herb, Herb Simon, Kevin Pritchard, they surprised us with that. All right. Um, but uh, like I was saying, uh, Carlisle isn't a rebuilding coach. I mean, he's done, re- he's done like short rebuilds before, of course, with Luka and the Mavs. He's done that before, but... Um, Really, Rick Carlisle is a coach you want to get if you want to get uh, playoff experience, if you want to get, uh, you know, if you want to do something in the playoffs, not if you want to develop young guys. And, of course, he's had his uh, his fair share of mess-ups with uh, our young guys. We have a few of them. So, uh, Carlisle isn't really the best uh, coach for, uh, for rookies and whatnot, for a team led by young players, but he hasn't done a terrible job. Of managing them, I just don't know how it's gonna be when we have those uh, two picks, the cast picks and the the cast pick, and our own pick, which is gonna be in the lottery, the top five most likely. Um, I just don't know how it's gonna be with him having to juggle that many young guys on the team and for it to go as smoothly as it might go with a different coach. So I think it's very possible we fire him, but at the same time, that would give us um, what is that? Uh, how many? Co- uh, 19, 20, 20, 21, 21, 20. That would give us four coaches in four years, which isn't, um, which uh, to say the least, isn't a good look for Indiana. Yeah. What do you think? We have had a, we've had a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of GM switches, a lot of coaching switches. So you know, we kind of want more consistency, more continuity. Uh, I think Rick Carlisle is a good coach. Yeah, I, I think Carlisle is a good coach. Uh. Obviously, he's made the offense look amazing. So, you know, yeah, he has. Can't knock the guy for that. But um, we were talking about it earlier. If Ricardo were to be fired, we want to do like Kenny Atkinson, uh, who is like a development kind of coach and is going to prompt Tyrese and all of those. Uh, yeah, all those yeah, absolutely. As, absolutely. As many shots as they want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we could get a guy like uh, Kenny Atkinson, I mean, th- this segues into another question. That um, was given by uh, our good friend Chris. He said, "If Indiana could have any coach they wanted, uh, which coach, which coach would they want to get?" And um, I like the idea of uh, Kenny Atkinson, maybe Scott, maybe a Scott Brooks. You know, um, just just guys that uh, can develop young players, and uh, all the guys that can uh, you know develop young players and can uh, put trust in them. 
not hamper them and not like have any insane expectations for the young guys because of course they are still developing they are still learning and uh we need a coach that'll help them through that so uh that's two questions answered in one there you go but uh going to the second part of Next Brian's question. wait 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 go, go on to the second part of Brian's question oh, oh yeah that's yeah. right do you think the Pacers contend are going to contend spot. for a playing spot I think if we keep Carlisle we're definitely going to try to contend for a plan or for the playoffs next year. I definitely think so. Because you don't sign Rick Carlisle for a rebuild. That's in it that's extremely obvious. Like yeah, you don't you know, sign I, I mean especially like we don't want the rebuild to we, we know like rebuilds usually last like a longer time, but we're we're hoping this rebuild can at least last like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to jump. I don't, yeah, I don't want them to jump to an ending, uh, jump to an early conclusion because we still have some work to do. But um, do I think they're going to contend for a playing spot? I think realistically, yes, they will. I think the front office is going to say, "All right, we got our young guys. We developed some. Let's try to get into the playoffs." What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Pacers, man. You know, they they want to to contend. They want to be in the playoffs as bad as possible. So, uh, I I would expect them, you know, this time around to. I hope that the same PG AD situation doesn't happen where they're afraid to uh, to to pay big bucks to get a uh, yeah to yeah add to the championship team. But um, but it should be interesting. I mean, we already have the framework. Yeah, we do. We have a good framework for this. And uh, I think if we want to contend for a playing spot, so be it. But I'd rather have us continue rebuilding. Before we get to our next question, we need to talk about what's going down on March 23rd. What game the Pacers have. This is probably one of the games that the fans are most looking forward to. <laughs> March 23rd, uh, hope to be there. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Gamebridge uh, Fieldhouse. Uh, we're, we're, it's the it's the return game. Sabonis coming back to where it all uh, where it all transpired. Yeah, yeah. Sabonis so coming back to the returning to the scene of the crime. We hope he gets his, uh, his standing ovation because he deserves it, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've had our differences with Sabonis. You and I definitely we've uh, we've said things to him that uh, probably aren't great to repeat on here, <laughs> but. Um, I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day, he was an all star for us. He put, you know, he gave us uh, he gave us some some fun memories of that 2020 Pacers squad, um, some really nice games, a game winner or two, and uh, uh, hopefully he'll get a standing ovation. I know we have a video in the vault ready for him. I know they have a video ready for to show Sabonis. They got one for Levert really quickly, so I know they're gonna have a good one for Sabonis. Yeah, they've done. I mean, they've had time. So if they don't have a video for Sabonis, I'll be pissed. Yeah, and uh, another thing I'm kind of pissed off about is the fact that Miles isn't gonna isn't gonna play because I know a lot of people are still debating on who should have been traded, Miles or Sabonis. I was always on the Miles train. Keep Miles, trade Sabonis, and uh, I really wanted to see him go up against Sabonis. This the uh, this uh, go up against Sabonis uh, on the 23rd. But um, I guess we're gonna. I think. I think we're gonna have to wait till next season for that, correct? I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't want to trade Miles at all. Yeah, uh, I, I'd much rather keep Miles. Um, but in the event that he does get traded, I mean, 
again, I, I doubt the uh, I doubt the the, tra- the the sorry the the Kings definitely would have done that trade without Sabonis. Sabonis was the uh, centerpiece. Yeah, so exactly. If, if Miles exactly. gets traded, if Miles gets traded, then it's I mean it's whatever. Like we're, we're not gonna be mad. We're not gonna be happy. Uh, but you know it, it all depends on what we get in return for him. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the main reason we didn't want to trade Miles is because his value is uh, uh pretty all over the place. A lot of teams are think he's worth this. A lot of teams think he's worth that, and they always end up undervaluing him. So we'd rather just keep Miles for the moment. But uh, yeah, um, excited. Show him to- what people are, what he can play like with, with spacing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, excited to see what Sabon- what we do for Sabonis in his return game, and uh, I hope I hope you get to watch. I hope you get to go there, Dom, because it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Yeah. And and uh, hey, if I mean, and was that? I, I'm I'm trying to win that game. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying if we win that game, you will definitely hear me bragging a lot. You will I definitely. Mean, it, even if we don't win, if 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 Tyrese has a, a better game than Darren, you know, we're gonna let some agendas fly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are gonna let some agendas fly. I mean, it's the thing. We win. We win. Then uh, we can uh, spread the agenda. If we lose. Uh, we get closer to the tank. So. It's whatever. Yeah. So it, either way, we win. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's a win-win situation. All right. Uh, that was a pretty big tangent. But next, next question is from Trey Mann. Uh, he asks, "A bad player you can never give up on." What you think, Dom? Bad player I can never give up on. Bad player I can never give up on. That's an interesting question. It like, is. That's kind of broad. Like. A bad player in the league that I can never give. I guess on the Pacers. On the Pacers, a bad. I mean, I guess maybe Goga. I can never give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to go with Goga. Even though Goga's not, it's pretty rude to call Goga bad per se. But um, yeah, yeah. I think I think Goga. (laughs) I'm going into the past. Aaron Holiday. I always had faith in Aaron Holiday. Um. Even I though had no faith in Aaron Holiday. you did or didn't, I had no faith in him. Really? When did you lose faith? I I lost faith. Uh, I I just never. I mean, I like the uh, like two years ago, before he was straight. Like the year before he was. Uh, he, before the year before he was really bad. Like I just I didn't respect any of it. I I didn't think his his game was real. And then he just. Proved it by having a really bad uh, year the next one, and then he ultimately got traded. So. Yeah, yeah, he did. He got traded after that. Um, uh, going on, bad players you can never give up on. I mean, none of these guys are bad You were giving up on his brother, though. Yeah, 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 true, true. His brother, yeah. I mean, Justin, I thing I can say about Justin, he was very consistent. He was probably our most consistent player. Yeah. But besides that, I don't think there are any like uh, technically bad players, because I want to mention guys like Jakar Sampson, uh, uh, Alize Johnson, but those guys were decent for us, especially Alize. Yeah. So there aren't really that many bad Alize players. Is per se. With, the, uh, with the Pelicans right now. Yeah, he's with the Pelicans right now. Shout out to him. But uh, continuing on, I guess that's that question answered. Next one is from Tehran. He asks, "What's the most you'd extend Jalen Smith or Goga if they keep up these performances?" Man, hey, I, I would, I would give, I would give Jalen Smith the four if he wanted to. Four I years. yeah, legitimately, you want to be our second star? Go ahead. Thank you, bro. 
But the thing with Jalen, like we've said, we can only offer him around $4.7 million. So the thing with him is that he's going to have to first accept that much. And then next offseason, not this coming offseason, next offseason is when we think about how much we're going to give him really. But um, the guy's only like, what, 22 years old? I'd extend him for however much, whatever the max is for him. Because the guy's really good. Now, as for, as for now as for you Goga, you give him the max. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd give him the max of what he can be offered because I know another team's gonna give him that much as well. All right, but uh, with Goga, it's a bit different because with Jalen, he's very consistent. But with Goga, it's like how how long can you keep this up for? Because. Goga, of course, he can ball out. We know that. But um, again, with uh, how much progress he's made the past year, cu- couple years, with uh, you know what he's done, it's like, are can you? Is this a fluke run, or are you actually gonna make this more of the norm? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like maybe like I, w- I would extend him to like a two year, not even a two. Year. I'd give him one year to see if like. It's actually real, and if it's not, then I really don't see a purpose. In yeah, one year with a team option. I think one year with a team option is way to go for Goga because option, yeah, yeah, because I don't see him as valuable or even close to as valuable as Jalen. Because the thing with Jalen is Jalen is starter material. Goga really isn't. You're looking for Jalen can give you 17 and 10 every night. Goga can't. You just want Goga to be a, a positive in the plus minus column. That's really all you want to ask for Goga. But um, yeah, that's that's that question answered. Um, next question is from Chris. We mentioned him earlier. I like this one. What do you think the Pacers history would look like if they kept Kawhi and had PG Kawhi as a duo for their for when they were young? What do you think of this, Dom? Well, obviously we didn't really have like a lot of star power. So I don't think they would get any shots taken away from them. And I honestly... You could argue that Kawhi would have developed quicker because, you know, we know that he found his offense somewhere uh, along the lines in San Antonio. So I think he would have been able to find his offense a lot quicker uh, with the Pacers. I mean, Paul George, if they were drafted around. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or if they they were both, like, drafted, like, together. Whenever they were drafted. Yeah, I mean, if they were drafted together, they would have been allowed to progress together, spend their careers together. I mean, I think we would have at least one championship. They'd be one of the better duos. I mean, they are one of the better duos in, in today's league. Yes, they are. Um, they they definitely are. Five versions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. In their, five versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Older, more experienced. Imagine if they got to grow up together. That would be pretty cool. I think we would have won a couple championships with that if we yeah. surrounded them. Because I'm assuming with PG and Kawhi on the team, Danny Granger would have less strain on him. And uh, because of that, he would have been able to avoid injury, you know? And yes, uh, that's, that is a possibility. Yeah, and I'm assuming I'm assuming Roy Hibbert progresses the same. And with those four, we just get a point guard, any point guard really. Shout out George Hill, but we can't get him in this situation. Uh, we just get uh, a point guard, and uh, we'll be set. I think that team could have made some serious noise in the East against the Miami Heat, and then maybe we would have won it all because San Antonio. We we go up against San Antonio. They don't have Kawhi because he's with us now. I definitely think there's a chance we could have won a couple yeah. championships. All right, all right, nearing the end. 
Um, we're only up to around 40 minutes, so again, pretty short episode. This one comes from. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you read this one? Last question comes from our uh, our good friend uh, Delano Dimes. He asks, uh, "What is the package or asset that you would like to receive for Buddy Healed realistically? Keep in mind his contract and the feasibility that a trade can occur with that team." Yeah, feasibility essentially is like if it can happen or not with how much the team, you know, with how much the team doesn't like to make yeah, trades. I, I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about the contracts right now. His contract situation or what contracts would match his Let, uh, situation. But uh, realistically, I mean, just to name off some teams that can use him, like any contender that could include the Mavericks, the Lakers, the Nuggets if they wanted to, yep, any yep. team that needs shooting. Like I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind trading him to to any of those teams. I don't think they would mind trading with us. Yeah. And I mean, I think this is a good time to bring back the uh, the comment that our friend Jew made um, in here. Uh, make sure to follow him at Curry Piston on Twitter. He said, um, Dallas for Davis Berton, Josh Green in a pick. He would fit next to Luka, decent defender, able ball handler, top tier shooter. And Pacers, we get a young player in a pick in return. Uh, Minnesota for Malik Beasley in a pick. Um, and then, like, a heel to the Suns for Shamit Payne in a pick. To Jazz for Clarkson, young player in a pick. I like those. I like the Dallas one. I also like the Wolves one. I really like Malik Beasley. So, I think those could be pretty good. But, again, it's more like a team that's trying to go over the edge, over the hump. And if they have a young player and some picks they can give us, then why not? We can definitely do that. Yeah. All right. Um, I think, is that really it? We are at 41 minutes and 20 seconds. That's it, man. Really? And, and it's all week. And it's all week. Uh, hey, uh, let me cook up for a second. Yeah, Sean go ahead. Watson. Oh, my God. This, uh, this, uh, this offseason, or sorry, the, yeah, the NFL offseason, Sean Watson traded to the Browns. Baker Mayfield hopefully coming to Indiana. Who knows? Uh, Baker Mayfield, Jason, what J- Jameis Winston the, hope the might come into the Colts. The, uh, the Dolphins just signed uh, Teron Armstead off the uh, the Saints. That's pretty interesting. Um, I'm just trying to fill time up. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Keep keep them coming. Keep, keep them coming, so I can put all these guys in the tags of the YouTube video. We are we are a, a sports related podcast, not just basketball. We watch football. Ask yes. us football questions if you want to. If you made it this far, ask us any football questions. Yeah, I mean, to. go ahead. That, that, yeah, that's yeah, more of Don. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Actually, we're actually no, not no, uh, Cammy. If, if you want to ask Cammy baseball questions, he's he's got baseball up his fucking mind. So yeah. Okay, dude. All right, all right. We're going there now. <laughs> all right. Got uh, the, the Bengals. They're trying to. They're trying to. Trying to fix uh, Joe Burrow's the offensive line. Any nicknames? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Trying to keep his body intact by signing uh, Lyle Collins. Uh, I'm not gonna. I know I butchered that, but whatever. Uh, what else? What else? We we uh, we we, we uh, the Colts. I'm a Colts fan. We we added uh, we added the Gawkway from the from the from the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep, yep. Uh, and then the Las Vegas Raiders as well. They just traded. They just traded for 
They got the best wide receiver in the league, uh, in my opinion, Devontae Adams. Right. They also added a, a top-tier defensive player. I forgot who they added, though. Crosby, Max Crosby. Yeah, Max Crosby. Or no, no, no. Crosby was already there. Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones. Chandler Jones. So it right, should be right, right. should be an interesting defense. Should be an interesting offense. You know, you, you never know what you're going to get with uh, Derek Carr. They still got Hunter Renfro. Um, with Devontae Adams, that's going to be a nice wide receiver. Duo, yep, so. yep. Absolutely. Should be interesting. Yeah. Their division is pretty cool. I think somebody um, said that. Uh, wow. I think so, I think somebody said that. Uh, uh, Derek Carr is uh, the best worst quarterback in a division ever. Yeah, like he's. Uh, I think he's he's like right outside the top uh, top ten. Uh, he's not really like turnover prone, but he's also not like the greatest decision maker. He's just kind of like the epitome of mid in terms of like quarterbacks. Yeah, true. So you never know what you're gonna get with him. I mean, he's playing with his best friend in Devontae Adams. Yeah, he so is. He is. He has like a connection. He and, is. He uh, is. And figure that out. Deshaun Watson. Uh, we talked about him earlier. He he uh, he's thrown to Amari Cooper. Uh, yep. He he just signed. Yeah, he just got traded. Uh, they they brought they actually picked up our our uh our starting quarterback from a few years ago in uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he's kind of bad, but whatever. He's a okay backup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's all I can think about in terms of football right now. Yeah. Chargers got really good this offseason. Uh, the Rams just traded Robert Woods earlier today. Um, Packers are interesting. I don't know what they're doing right now. The, they got to figure out their, their receiving situation. Um. Yeah, the Colts. I'm a Colts fan, so I'm just I'm just waiting for uh, uh, some QB news because yeah, uh, I yeah. need a quarterback. You need y'all, a quarterback. So y'all need a quarterback badly. Yeah. Who's your uh, Who's your best quarterback right now? Honestly, we don't have a quarterback right now. Really, like, I could not name to you who 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 like if the season started today, I could not name you who the, who the quarterback would be. Wow, we have not. We legitimately don't have. We might. We might start Jonathan Taylor at quarterback. Uh. Wow. And and he is a running back. So. Yeah. Yeah. But not anyways. That, you know. Yep. But anyways, with that being said. For the pacing podcast. Yeah, yeah, the yeah football on a basketball podcast, fantastic. But is there anything else you want to add, Dom? Uh, no, that should be everything. All right, all right, fantastic, fantastic. All right, with that being said, we are up to shout around. Out, uh, shout out Freddie Freeman for signing with the Dodgers. L.A. Dwight, okay. Um, all right. Uh, if you made it this far, we appreciate you uh, sticking around because we didn't really talk about that much this week. I don't expect this episode to do that good. Um, hopefully, as the playoff race gets closer, we uh, you know, things get juicier. But um, for now, uh, March Madness is taking over everything. If you guys want to know about who we wanted to draft, we got a lot of draft questions. Uh, I direct you to the previous podcast we had uh, with Brian Bullzera22. Make sure to follow him there. Um, we talked about the draft and uh, who we wanted to get and who was going to ball out of March Madness. And uh, with all that being said, we appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you come in next week. And uh, we'll see you guys later, man. Have a nice week, y'all. Yep.